Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama, yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. And I've been waiting um, to have this conversation with Dr. Mira Branku, and she's phenomenal. You guys are really, really going to get a lot from this episode. So Dr. Mira is a psychologist who specializes in leadership, team, and organizational consulting and executive coaching. Um, She's the founder and CEO of Branku and Associates, um, which helps leaders master the art of like workplace politics from a diversity and inclusion perspective. Okay, she has more than 20 years experience as a counselor, a psychologist, a researcher, um, and um, she's just, yeah, she's a professor, like she's amazing. Um, She holds a PhD in clinical psychology. Uh, She is an associate professor, as I mentioned, um, at Duke University, Um, and she's the first female associate editor of the Consulting Psychology Journal. She's just really, really, um, just really, really awesome, you guys, and I'm not just saying that because she's a guest on the podcast. I'm telling you, she just really is. I've had the opportunity to spend some time speaking with her, and we just really just hit it off from the first conversation. So she's here to help us today with some definitions, like help us define, you know, stress and distress and impairment and uh, burnout and overwhelm and all these things so that we can live happy and healthier and be more kind to ourselves because that's what we're working on this month. We're working on being kind to ourselves and she is here to really help us um and and i'm i'm so excited to have her so let's just dive on into this episode i am sure that you are going to get something amazing so make sure you absolutely this time have something to write with because there's a lot to get okay a lot to glean so let's let's go ahead and dive on in Okay, so I am so very, very, very excited. I've been looking forward to this conversation all week long. I have, who is now my best friend, she just doesn't know it yet, (laughs) but Dr. Mira Branku is here and she is amazing, guys. So I, uh, I really hope that you really do have like a pen and a paper and something to write with 
because you're going to get a lot of gems um, today as we dive into this subject of, um, and we struggle with this a little bit, the whole self-care, right? Because it's so overused, but we want to talk about just being more kind to yourself and that, that overwhelm, burnout, and stress, the things that we face on a daily basis, uh, some of us, as boss moms and wives, right? Um, and so we have the expert um, counselor, psychologist, researcher. She's amazing. Um, she is here and she's going to be sharing with us a little bit. So if you would just welcome um, Dr. Mira Branku to, um, to our show today. And um, let's just dive into this conversation. So let me start by saying, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, good, Ed. You are so kind. Thank you for those kind words. I am super excited uh, to be here with you and to talk about the subject. And um, how am I? How are we all? That this is like the most loaded question ever, right? These days, like we can't even ask each other a simple question like "How are you?" without wondering like "How am I supposed to even answer this question at this point?" Right? <laughs> if I'm trying to be honest, that is right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, like the question is, um, how am I now? Now it's almost like you need to ask, how are you today? Or how are you at this hour oh. in this point in time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I am, uh, yeah, not okay. Or I am okay. Like some of that stuff is just so taboo to say. And, um, that's why I really wanted to start there because <laughs> that's where my <laughs> We're at, I am not okay, but we're smiling and saying we are okay. So you're going to help us through that, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I will try. I will try. So we're going to be talking about overwhelm, burnout, and stress. I mean, these, these three things that come out all the time. Um, and I think we often... Um, mix those definitions, like, you know, kind of lump them all together, like it's all the same thing. And, um, and I know that it's not. So if you could just start by just telling us a little bit about your work, like what it is that you do, and um, more importantly, even why you do what you do. And then let's just dive on in. Um, okay, so that, that sounds great. And um, like I would guess many of your listeners, uh, what I do is many things. Uh, I am many things to many people and to myself, right? So um, I used to be a school counselor and actually got quite burnt out in that field. And I could share a little bit about that. Um, uh, and it wasn't really a, a great fit for me anyway. And so um, those were many signs for me to pursue uh, another career. So I went back to school and um, became a school, uh, a clinical psychologist. Um, and uh, very quickly after finishing my PhD, realized I wasn't your typical clinical psychologist. Um, I um, went um, from, you know, doing a little bit of therapy to doing a lot of many other things. Um, research, uh, being a, a research administrator, um, and then eventually working for the Department of Veterans Affairs, um, overseeing a multi-site study, then becoming um, the deputy director of one of their mental health uh, research centers, uh, then in other leadership positions, um, and over time getting really interested in leadership, team development, uh, and organizational uh, development, uh, meaning how to make 
um, teams as effective as possible, help to, how to help leaders be as effective as possible, whether it's in large organizations or um, as um, a small business owners or somewhere in between. Um, and supporting leaders um, in being as successful as possible means uh, helping meet them where they are, um, not just helping them manage other people, but um, understand uh, how to um, manage where they are so that they could be the best uh, leader that they could be for their team. And so um, throughout that time, um, I've been uh, doing a lot of work uh, because I also worked in the healthcare system uh, focusing on burnout. I'm also an associate professor at Duke University and burnout is a big deal in healthcare, especially. Uh, so um, for 10 years doing a lot of uh, research and, and talks um, in burnout and realizing that um, there's often a lot of confusion about uh, what the difference is between stress and burnout and what the difference is between uh, anxiety and depression and burnout. There, there are differences. And when you know those differences, you can catch it earlier and earlier um, to be able to be your most effective self. Um, so that's kind of where I am now. And I, um, I uh, serve as a senior organizational development psychologist within the VA, um, but I also have a women's leadership development um, consulting company um, on the side. And through that company, I support women leaders. And I also focus on workplace politics, which is probably the most stressful part of working in an organization. Um, so that's, that's a lot. I keep myself quite busy. Um, but I've identified for myself what really drives me and gets me energized versus what drains me and could lead to burnout. Love um, it. And so I'd like to share a lot of, of that kind of stuff. Oh, if you could. And if you could help those of us that need to make that discovery. <laughs> <laughs> to make that discovery like a what what really you know what the, the the difference there like because so so many people that I talk to are like I'm working on things that drain me but I think that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I can't really like find the thing that energizes me like how did you even discover that um so I I'm just I want to sit here with my pen um <laughs> and to just take your notes <laughs> <laughs> that's it um, today. So yeah, if we can dive into that, that, that would be wonderful. Sounds great. Well, then let's, let's start with stress for a second. Um, so I'm going to sort of take you, walk you through um, the uh, continuum of, um, you know, stress, distress, and impairment. Um, in this field, we talk a lot about the stress, distress, impairment continuum, and understanding where you are makes a big difference um, around whether what you're doing is good stress and you're going in the right direction um, or um, really problematic stress that you'd need to focus on that's draining you and could just get worse and worse and worse. Got it. Right? So with stress, um, there's actually good stress and bad stress. Um, now stress happens to everybody. If you don't have stress, I'm concerned that you're bored and listless. <laughs> okay, so everybody needs a little bit of stress. And there's actually some research that shows that if you have the right amount of anxiety and stress in your life, you are driven to be optimally effective. 
So if you don't have enough stress, you don't have enough motivation to like push yourself to like get to where you want to go. Right. But then when you have like too much stress, too much anxiety, it affects our performance and then we can't focus anymore. So we want to be like thinking about like, am I stressed out because something like good is happening right now? Right. Um, and because I'm getting ready for something really exciting, that's getting me like jittery, like good butterflies in my stomach stressed, or am I sick to my stomach and can't sleep and have like problems with, um, eating ice cream all the time because like nothing's going the way I want it to go. Right. So that's, that's one, um, sign to help you, um, think about this. Um, now the, the flip to all of this, um, which is, which is kind of, um, funny is there was like this, um, research that was done a long time ago, actually in the, in the sixties. And it was like redone a couple of times. And they found that even some of the best changes and transitions in our lives can cause a significant amount of stress to the point where it's too much. And some of them are, are like really good things. Like getting married is one of the top 10 and moving mm. is one of the top 10. Yeah. Serena. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I can see. And, <laughs> and getting a new job and retirement, pregnancy, business readjustments, mm. starting a new business. Like these are fun, great things, right? Right. But like, if you put them all together, even actually planning vacation, right? If you put them all together, um, they, the more you have, actually the more likely it is that you might um, overstress your body and exceed your resources and, and even get sick. And I notice this for myself every year. Um, I get more and much more stressed out in November and December. Guess why? Holidays and stuff. Holidays. Mm -hmm. Right? Why? Why holidays? They're great. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot. To, there's an ever, never-ending list of things to do and demands. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and we have um, less time to do it all. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, our, our time is limited. Um, more and more in November and December, the, the kids are back home from school or they have like many, many days off or there's pauses in work. Um, but we still have to do it all, catch up and do more during those times. So that's the time when I start preparing myself ahead of time for uh, I'm going to be stressed. What do I need to do to take care of myself in advance? Oh, like, so what do you do? So I, um, I start um, talking with my husband about this and my kids. And I'm like, guys, this is the most stressful time of the a year for me, as you all know. Who's going to take over what? <laughs> so that I'm not doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things that like, I started doing a little bit more of. And it's, um, it's delegating. Like normally at work, I delegate. And I realized, why am I not delegating at home? I should be delegating. Everyone should be part of this. It's our holiday, not my holiday. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so um at the end of the year, I do things like, you know, um put the put the um 
pictures together for a holiday album. And I find that like so stressful because I don't have the time to do it. Well, the last two years, I asked the kids, who wants to make some money to do the family album for us? <laughs> and I delegate and they take it on and I just tweak it. And it's like the best. It's the best. That's so true. And you know what? I think as moms, we struggle with that. Like, and it's, it's like, I found myself even saying to myself recently, like the same thing you say to your one and two year old, like, use your words. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Serena, like tell the people what you need, you know, yes. make it very clear to everyone what the need is, what is required, what is going to happen. Um, and I found myself, I have a gigantic post-it, like right now we're moving. So I have this gigantic post-it on my wall, like the main wall in the house and it's huge. And I have written at the top, it says, dear family, we are moving. <laughs> we are all moving. <laughs> And, and if you ever think, if, if you believe that there is nothing to do, I created this list to show you all the ways that you can help us move. And I put like everything that could come to my mind. It was like a brain dump. And I put it centrally located with little boxes next to it. And I said, choose one, choose many. Anytime you feel like there's nothing to do. <laughs> and now I love it. It. And I do that from time to time. Like when, when, if it's a Saturday or if there's something going on, I do that. They know once that big stick it note goes up, she means that everybody needs to help or it's about to get ugly. And so that's I love it. dedicated to, to my large family over here. <laughs> yes. I love it. And even, yeah. So for the holidays, luckily, um, the kids like to decorate. Um, I don't. And so I give them all the decorations and say, go at it, decorate however you want, and I will love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, um, I don't put uh, pressure on myself for them to make it perfect and beautiful. Um, just decorate what makes you feel good. And we'll, we'll add more decorations if you want more stuff, you know. Um, so, so that keeps my stress level down, just the, the delegation and the involvement of more people, having a team. Got it. Um, so I'll get to a few more of these, but let's get to distress now. Okay, so that's most of the time stress is very normal. And as long as your coping skills don't exceed your resources, then it's a natural, normal part of um, being successful. It just happens, right? Um, but when you're, when you become overloaded and you start, um, having more trouble with your resources becoming more and more depleted, you will start noticing some things. Your body is going to say, you know what? I'm going to start sending you signals. And the signals are trying to tell you, Hey, Pay attention, slow down, do something because mm. I can't take it anymore. Um, those signals look like this. Um, distress is like pain. It's your body tapping you and saying, I feel pain. And you might start feeling like it's much more easy to cry or yell or snap at someone. Uh, like a short fuse 
You might feel more physically tired, like you can't get going, or like you're like at the end of the day completely completed, um, I mean depleted. Um, you might get sick more often. Um, you might lose concentration and find it like much harder to focus on all the things, right? All of those signs are your body saying, I need you to slow down and stop. I need you to do something different. It's like it, it's tapping you on your shoulder. Hello, yeah. please pay attention. Mm -hmm. And if you refuse to listen to your body on a chronic basis, then you're inching yourself closer and closer to the next level, which is the, the impairment level, the level you don't want to be at. So those are like really important signs. Oh my goodness. Yes, they are. And, and I, Dr. Mira, I promise you, we've been, we've been talking about this in, in one of my, um, one of my groups, we actually mm -hmm. had someone come in and, um, and it was like, well, the title of the, the, the talk was kill it before it kills you. And it was like Ooh. body trying to tell you. And it, it, and she, she talked to us about, you know, um, ignoring those signs and what happens when your body stops trusting you. Um, because you won't answer, like you, you won't um, acknowledge what, what your body is, is, is saying to you and you won't stop and you won't take inventory. And I promise you, like, I've been doing this with my own coach and I, <laughs> I had to throw up my hands. I actually might just go ahead and share my coaching session with the listeners. Cause it was really, I mean, it's pretty personal, but I don't care. I mean, I'm, it's, uh, I'm, I'm an open book, but it was so much like to pay attention to, and we can go so hard, so fast, so long, so much that we're just literally no longer paying attention and the signs that your body's giving you become like, Oh, that happens all the time. Like it's not normal to have headaches like every day. Mm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. That's not normal. It may have become your normal, but like you're about to show us the next part of that is impairment. Like, and you don't, that's not the place. And so I know for me, I had to like step back and say, Whoa, Serena, I needed to apologize to my kidneys and to my, <laughs> to my, mm -hmm. to my heart and then to my everything. Like I had to apologize to my organs. Like, wait, I'm not even drinking enough water because I don't want to get up. you like, that's a, that's not good. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, the, this is so, this is so good. So distress is when your body is trying to tell you that it's feeling pain. And so now it's time to pay attention. This is the yeah. thing. Yeah, and, and so I'm going to share a story about that as well. Since you're sharing stories, I'm, I'm going to be a little vulnerable myself. Uh -huh. um, so, um, and, and this story, I think, highlights the fact that it really doesn't have to be like that much to do an intervention here. Like, sometimes the smallest changes make the biggest differences, right? So, um, towards like the beginning um, first month when COVID really hit and we had to change everything at home. Um, and we were all staying home and we were adjusting to, um, all the changes in the schedules and we weren't used to being around each other all the time, every moment of the day. Um, and the kids weren't used to having like 
an online scheduling, schooling, um, and taking care of themselves kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, my daughter and I both had a really off day. And I remember this very clearly. She was falling apart and losing it with her online schooling stuff. And I was having a complete brain melt and couldn't concentrate for the life of me. And we like started yelling at each other. Like, why can't you do this? And why can't you listen? You know? Mm -hmm. um, so we, we were both feeling like frustrated, angry, defeated, and taking it out on each other. But the first thing to check is how well are we taking care of ourselves at that moment? So like with my daughter, it was 10 a.m. And I first asked her, wait a second, did you make your breakfast this morning? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, anyone would be having a meltdown if they hadn't eaten all morning and it was 10 a.m., mm -hmm. right? Her blood sugar was completely off. Mm -hmm. And then the moment we got a little food in her, she was totally fine. She was like, okay, all right. Like it wasn't like a psychological thing. It was just a basic, am I taking care of my hygiene needs, my, my basic, you know, um, sleep, nutrition, exercise needs, my physical needs. Mm -hmm. And then for me, I started checking myself. Did I eat? Did I, did I eat this morning? Okay. Yes. Did I sleep? Okay. Yes. When was the last time I moved? Oh, like several hours, not moving around at all. And my mind was just fried mm -hmm. by that point because I had woken up so early. And I, I just needed like walk around a little bit and, and take, let my brain just um, relax for just a second. So if you do those kinds of things on a regular basis, instead of waiting for the ongoing chronic stress and distress, mm. then you'll often be taking care of quite a lot by just checking in with yourself. Check. So let's self ladies that's you. I hope, I hope everyone's getting this check in with yourself and are you being kind to yourself? And that is such a good checklist. I, I do me and my best friend have to do this too. When she starts like going crazy, I'm like, okay, let's just talk. Did you eat this morning? <laughs> Did you go to the gym? Is it that time in a month? Like, let's just check off all the things and then mm -hmm. decide on what we really need because we probably can address this with food. <laughs> How about right? Like, you just eat, and 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 we have to be honest with ourselves. But you know, make sure we're we're taking breaks. My coach tells me ninety minutes after a certain time, I can do ninety minutes straight. I have to get up for mm -hmm. twenty. I have to get up for twenty minutes, and if it's not get up, it's push the chair back close my eyes or look up at the ceiling, but I have to come down, but I can't go longer after 11 a.m. Um, I can't go longer than 90 minutes straight without taking a break. And that's mm -hmm. like part of the regiment that she's helping me to work through. Um, but th those, that checklist guys is extremely important. So thank you so much for that. That's, that's really good. Really great tip. That's great. That's great. I'm, um, I love that she's got you like on a regimen. Oh, we're working it out. On I'm, a routine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Serena's a hard nut to crack. She's. <laughs> oh, you may hear my coaching session. It was, the first one was like, what? I need to do what? <laughs> no, I don't. 
uh, I didn't know how dysfunctional I was. I was just functioning. Um, but yes. she's got me working, like working toward a rest regiment is what, what she calls it. So that's kind of what we're, you know, we're, we're working toward it so that you can sustain at, at higher levels. And then you get into leading people and all that stuff. It's, it's, you really have to be taking really great care of yourself. I love that. And like for, for very, um, you know, um, hard charging, high achieving women, um, it's hard. It's really hard to slow down because we get some kind of like excitement and adrenaline rush from, um, you know, success and from mm-hmm. reaching goals and, um, achievement and that achievement oriented mindset, um, can get in our way and can be self-sabotaging if we don't pace. I um, uh, read um, a blog article from a colleague who is a marathon runner, and I loved how she put it, that that this whole thing is a marathon, and when you prepare for marathons, you don't prepare for it like a, a sprint. Like, you don't go, 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 go at the same pace. You pace yourself, and there are gonna be times when you need a walk so that you can continue running to get to that long-term goal. And that's what you're doing now is like, you have a long-term vision, right? For your business, for your life. Mm -hmm. And you can't get there without that kind of pacing. Oh yeah. And I'm an Enneagram three. So you already know, like I'm Mm -hmm. the, the overachiever, the, Mm -hmm. the, my, my, my major fear is being worthless. (laughs) If Mm -hmm. I'm like, Healthy, you know, if I'm an unhealthy level, um, I am, I'm really not well, you know, and I am going too hard, too fast. And knowing that and just understanding that about myself and not running from that, but now saying, okay, I have to be honest, I have to be surrounded with people that are going to keep me accountable. And to someone who, who operates like that, 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 that Enneagram three is, is, is a, is a beast. Um, and so if you know this about yourself, like if you, you know, done that, done that work, then you also know that when people tell you things like slow down, it's like in one ear out the other. It's like, Mm -hmm. slow down. Are you kidding me? Um, do you know where I'm going? Okay. So no, I'm not, you know, or take care of yourself. Like those words don't work. But when you tap us on the shoulder and say, Serena, what's your body trying to tell you right now? Then I have to like pause. Mm. (laughs) And then but there's a special way that you really have to work with someone who is that like achiever at and and who is like a high you just high impact high energy high level of all things person because we actually I think we hear it different like we're and it's not even a um it's kind of hard to explain because sometimes people just think you're just overly ambitious for some, for no reason. Like you're just chasing, like chasing money or fame or something like that. But it's really not. It's this like, you're driven, you you mm-hmm. are so connected to your purpose and you understand both the weight and the responsibility of your purpose. Like I serve people and I mm. serve at a high level. And so because I serve at a high level, I'm always moving at a high level, but I have to balance that. And, and that takes really a step that that takes taking a step back and doing this work that you're talking about. Like you, you, we have to, we have to do it. 
um, especially when you're <laughs> when you're when you're ambitious and and very much an achiever. Um, it's so important. It's so easy to get lost. Totally, I I am like so relating to what you're saying. So before I get to impairment, I'm gonna share another story that connects both to what you just said about this high achieving. The, the dark side of high achieving people mm -hmm. um, and how that led to my own burnout without realizing it. And what I sort of learned from that, that sort of speaks to this next step of understanding impairment. So when I first started as a school counselor, I alluded to this, um, the first year, uh, you know, as a school counselor, I had um, a thousand children on my case, caseload, and their parents, their teachers, administrators, right? School system needs. Um, I felt that incredible weight and responsibility and I went for it. I said, here are the things that I'm identifying that I'd like to support and help and I'm gonna start it all and I'm gonna do it all and I just started it. And about towards the end of that first year, the assistant principal pulled me over and she said, I love everything that you're doing, but if you don't slow down, you are going to burn out. And I said, I didn't say this out loud. I said this to myself, you don't know me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't know me at all. I am going to take care of this. I don't burn out. Um, you know, um, it's, 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 you know, this sort of overzealous, um, energized, um, I can take care of this. Um, I got this kind of mentality, mm. right? Um, well, she knew much better than I did. <laughs> um, so probably uh, the second year, early in the second year that I was there, I already started seeing some, some signs that I was, I was not actually seeing them. I wasn't paying attention to these signs, but I was coming in with stomach aches I was having very, a very hard time getting up out of bed and getting to work on time and um, getting um, kind of irritable and cynical. But I wasn't realizing that. I was just, I was gonna continue doing my job at the highest level possible. And one day there was um, a little boy who was causing a lot of trouble in his classroom and his teacher asked for help and I pulled him out of class and in the middle of the hallway, and this is a very embarrassing, awful thing. Um, but in the middle of the hallway, I started yelling at him about his behavior. The school counselor, the, count, the person who takes care of the children's emotional health was yelling at a child about his behavior in the middle of the hallway where nobody else was in the middle of that hallway. It was just us two. It was just, and I didn't realize that that was a problem until another teacher came out of her classroom with these big eyes. And she said, I thought I heard your voice, but I thought to myself, that couldn't possibly be the school counselor yelling at a child. And it was at that moment mm. that I realized I've got a problem and I didn't even know I had a problem. Mm -hmm. So some of the, the biggest 
problem with being in this impaired state is that you have a seriously reduced um, ability to function and perform at your best, but you don't know it. You can't see it. It usually it requires someone else to bring it to your attention before you even see it. And sometimes even then you're so far gone that you don't agree and you don't realize that, that it's that bad. Mm. So you've basically exhausted your resources, ignored all of the distress signals. And instead of using good, healthy coping skills, at this point, you're usually using a lot of unhealthy coping skills. Sometimes that means um, drinking more alcohol, drinking more eating, those, uh huh, books, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, eating a lot more like sweets and sort of heavy, um, you know, fatty, bad for you things, um, because you don't. You're just you're just trying to feed some pain and tamp it down. Um, it's usually you're sort of um, numb to your experience because that numbness is kind of how you're coping. You're like just sort of ignoring your feelings so they don't happen. They don't, they're, they're not happening. They're not there. You're just ignoring them. So you're, you're kind of emotionally numb sometimes or other times it's bad enough that um, you do start feeling um, more clinically um on you know um you have more clinical difficulties like anxiety full-blown anxiety um full-blown depression and i think i was experiencing some of that like the 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 stomach problems the difficulty getting out of bed the lack of like you know being able to get to work on time those are some some similar problems that you see with anxiety and depression the lack of um, interest in engagement or excitement, um, you know, um, the cynical stuff that I talked about is also a sign of burnout when it's really bad is that you, you have like this, this sort of like, um, kind of bad attitude that comes out, um, and, and gets, um, you know, placed on other people about how you feel about work. Um, Sometimes even your relationships are affected over time, right? You, people, people start getting like really exhausted with you <laughs> and they, they don't want to engage with you anymore. So, and, and of course the exercise, nutrition, all of that stuff goes completely to the wayside. And again, the scariest part is that if you let it get this bad, it's hard to see it in yourself. And unfortunately, this is when people, this is as a therapist, this is when, when you usually see most people coming to therapy. We want to see people much earlier on, but it's usually when they're on the verge of losing their jobs or their relationships and they're getting ultimatums or reprimands at work or whatever that, that they finally are like, oh my God, I actually need some help. Right. Right. Oh my God. So how to help us, Dr. Mira, help us. 
come back if you if you if you are in this state or if you are and maybe it's you know in partnership or a business partnership or what colleague friend or whatever that you know is in um, a state like that like what how do you how do you come out of this this state of impairment yeah so you know of course if you're at that level that you're noticing these um you have to get professional help at that point because it is very difficult to come out of that without some really targeted um you know medical intervention and i will say that you're not just like addressing your um uh you know emotional and psychological state at that point when you're under that amount of stress your cortisol levels have been high for a really long time and that actually affects your immune system it affects your inflammatory system it affects um feeling more pain if you have any pain problems it's going to feel even uh, more problematic it could lead to um, high blood pressure hypertension i mean all the physical stuff it's all like mind and body connected so you want to be um if you're at that point um, the, the most important thing is that um, you are seeking uh, professional help um, as quickly as possible um, so that um, you get as many of um, the right services and interventions as possible. Now, my goal is to help people identify these kinds of simple problems as early and as soon as possible so they never, ever get to that point of impairment. Because right. that's a bad place to be. It's a it's a bad feeling, um, and so you know, like what you're doing, is you're you're getting coaching, right? Oh, that's an early intervention kind of thing. You're being very proactive about how do I take care of my my body, um, you know, my soul, my mind, my emotional um, well being, so that I could be there for the long term for myself and my family and the people I serve. Yeah. And I mean, you have to have, you, you have to have some, some type of a, an outlet. You, I mean, that's just, especially when you're, when you're managing so much, you know what I mean? When you have so many responsibilities and you're, you, you just have a, a lot on you, um, or it, you're a woman in high demand, as I like to call it, that's really what a BMW is. She's not high demand, like Beyonce high demand. She's mm -hmm. a lot of demands <laughs> on her life, just either be it the, you know, kids, school, homeschool, I mean, business, you name it, like all these things. Um, and, and while I know, because um, we talked about this earlier, but I, I definitely will mention it here, you know, you guys kind of know where I stand in terms of even, um, you know, with, with, with um, where I am with prayer and meditating and um, how I am even about the, the word of God. And it is so amazing that like, you know, I, I believe that the creator of a thing determines the purpose of a thing, right? That's my thing, right? So I believe that we're created with what we need. And I think, and you know, God is so amazing in, in our creation that even he knew that there are things in this world that can become too much to carry. Like you're not 
not designed to carry the weight of the world, the weight of your family, the weight of a job, the weight of a bit, like you're not even designed to carry that. And for me, you know, along with coaching, along with my prayer and meditating, you know, I'm always like in my word. And there are like scriptures that even address this, like we get an opportunity, um, those of us that um, believe the way that I believe, of course, we, we can, we, we can cast our cares. It's an awesome scripture. And it says to cast all your cares on me because I care for you. My, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we have that ability to like take, and, and I've honestly taken that scripture before and physically like done it, worked myself through my own uh, therapy. So I've, I've sat up in the morning before um, and I've written down all of my cares like all of the things that are feeling like they're starting to pile up on me and I'll write them down on a small piece of paper. And if the scripture says, cast those cares on me as a sign or as a symbol, I'll take those small pieces of paper and I'll either throw them across the room <laughs> or I'll rip them up. And that's my, that's my way of acknowledging I have these cares, I have these things, but I do not have to carry it. I do not have to do this by myself because I'm not even made or designed to do that. And so I think, you know, this is why, um, Dr. Mira, this was such, such an important conversation for us to have because so many are, are right, right where you're talking, like right at that either uh, distress headed to impairment or stress heading to distressed. And so for, for you to break down like the difference for us and make it plain like this is so very very helpful <laughs> this is so very that's, that's great yeah and so let's um close out then with um three things that i think you you so beautifully captured um in how you described how you take care of yourself mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think you and I were talking about actually like expanding this um, a little bit further later on yeah. to more of a targeted program about how you develop that resilient mindset. Yeah. So um, we, we will um, definitely be talking a little bit more about that later on. But you just, you mentioned a, a few things that I think would be uh, really nice um, to sort of take away from this mm -hmm. um, as, as we close out. And one of them is exactly that. How much do you practice creating a resilient mindset for yourself? And you do that. You do that really well, right? Mm -hmm. So for, for those of you listening, how much are you investing in practicing creating a resilient mindset on a daily basis for yourself? Like Serena, the, the way that you're doing it with, with you know, writing down the things that you know you can let go of and then actually literally practicing it. Yeah. By throwing it away. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The second is how are you using and balancing your resources? Mm. Are you able to identify what resources you have around you? First of all, and how are you using and balancing them and changing that around as needed? And then the final is, how well do you invest in yourself? 
You know, the, one of the things that you mentioned, you couldn't have gotten to where you've gotten with your understanding of your purpose and what you needed without taking a step back and really investing the time to understand yourself. Who am I? What am I bringing to the world? What do I want my impact to be? What, what are my strengths? Mm -hmm. What are the strengths I have? that I'm overutilizing and are becoming a liability mm -hmm. getting in my way because I, I, I lean too much on them. Like being an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then how am I, how are you investing in yourself to understand yourself enough to know what you need to do next? This is so good. I think the one um, the one thing that that sticks out to me, especially with number two, um, and I and I have a podcast episode. I think I, I shared sometime this month about specifically that that what resources do you have, and how are you using them? And I I was talking in the um, in another episode about how much I learned about myself just moving, and I and mm. I really. I am learning, but I, I, I'm always looking to learn, you know, I'm the, the, again, I'm always going to pull on a scripture because that's, <laughs> that's what I have. Um, but the, the Bible tells us to examine, let a man examine himself, you know, like examine yourself, like, where yeah. are you? And I, I try to do that all the time. And while, while we're moving, I, and I think I shared this with you a little bit, I've realized in many ways, I created a life that prevents people from helping me mm. because I'm the one that knows where everything is, where everything goes. And, in, and oftentimes it's because I've allowed systems to go so long, like we used to have this organized. And then at some point, maybe by kid number four, and then <laughs> <laughs> business number three, and <laughs> whatever like it just all went away so much so to the point where I can't even tell my husband like to pack a bag for the little kids to go to um, their godparents house he can't pack the bag because there's a sock in the dryer but then there's one on top of the closet right over to the side and there's some shoes upstairs but then there's two shoes like right downstairs near the back door like that's no I can so relate <laughs> <laughs> sorry can help you when that's the, the, the state of everything. You, you know what I mean? Like, how can somebody help you? It should be so easy to just say, okay, pack this bag. If everything has a home and everything is where it's supposed to be, that's easy for someone to do, anyone to do. And so through this move, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, I have a good, I have a very great support system. I have a lot of friends and family. I could have people in every room, like just pack this room, but because I've allowed systems to get out of whack, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, no, don't pack that because half of this probably should go in the trash and, you know, some needs to be given away. So when I, when I'm thinking about what you said in number two, like what resources do you have and how are you using them? Um, it also add to that, like, what are you preventing from happening? You know, mm -hmm. what, what resources do you have, but are not able to use and why? Because it's just a matter of oftentimes us being in our own way. Absolutely. And I love though, that you 
um, have found a way to insert and extract learning moments in times of stress to, to sort of like assess almost from an objective, like, why is this not working the way I want it to? And why am I so stressed? And why is this so annoying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and just being able to analyze it and then learn from it. I have now learned I don't have the systems in place and I don't let people help me the way I could. What could I do next time? Like that makes us better. Yeah. And you've created a system to do that by, by making that a natural process for yourself. That's self-care. Yeah, that is, there it is, bingo. But yeah, that is, that is self-care. And, and we, we, we run from that word because it's so like, it's not used properly or it's mm -hmm. not understood uh, the, the same, like there's so many definitions and self-care is so much more to me getting my nails done. That's like yep. the best thing on the list. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. When we have time for that. <laughs> but if that's the self-care you guys are talking about, I, I'm okay. Um, Listen, I have made self-care, um, a thing just last week. I, um, ate ice cream for breakfast and that was my self-care. And that was the end of that. Come on. I don't do it every day. Um, but I had to have it that day. That is taking care of Absolutely. <laughs> that is the kind of self-care I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, and I mean, that is so freeing, right? That is that right there is like, okay, woosah, mama. It's just woosah. <laughs> it's really okay. Oh my God. You have helped us tremendously, Dr. Mira. I can't wait to see all of the wonderful magic we will create together. Um, you have been such a blessing to, I'm sure, every single person that is listening right now. And um, I'll, I'll be sure to share the reviews and all the emails and stuff that I'll get as a, as a result of this episode today. Um, but the wonderful thing is we're going to be working on some other stuff together. Um, and so you guys need to stay tuned because top of the year, Dr. Mira and, uh, and, and myself are going to be doing some things together. We're going to dive into that resilient mindset and um, do something live like a webinar. And so if you're not connected to the Waterwalker VIP group, definitely connect um, and all the social media handles, you know, if you're following, you'll know, um, you'll get the announcements. But um, is there anything else that you wanted to leave us with? This has been phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank you for the kind words. It's been a, a real, real pleasure. And I'm so um, excited about um, the future and next steps and what we'll be creating together. Um, if anyone wants to connect with uh, me on social media, you can find me at Mira Broncu, M-I-R-A Broncu, B-R-A-N-C-U, um, on all the social media outlets uh, available. Actually, I'm not on TikTok. My daughter is. I'm not. <laughs> um, and would love to connect with um, with you guys. And um, if you want to check out my website, it's um, www broncoassociates.com for those of you who are looking for some um, team or leadership development. But otherwise, uh, just stay tuned and we will be delivering an awful lot to you anyway, yeah. um, Serena and I. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm so like, this is so good. This is so good. And um, as we get into basically what is season two of um, of the BMW Life podcast, I, I spent all of season one kind of just connecting with the audience, right? Letting people get to know and get to learn a little bit more and just understand that, you know, someone's here cheering them on <laughs> and empowering them. And then now as we get into season two, it's really time to really step in, step into your CEO, um, step into that, that level of leadership um, where, you know, that you need to be at. So we're going to be, you know, doing some things at a, at a higher level because it's time to go higher. It's just, you know, it's time to go higher. And so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I, I, I'm, again, thankful that you accepted the invitation and shared so liberally today. Um, you've given us so much. And all of um, Dr. Muir's uh, information is going to be in the show notes. So uh, you can, in the show description, you can follow her. You should follow her. And we will keep you posted on everything to come. So thank you for joining another awesome episode of the BMW Life Podcast. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Is that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, we have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us and listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast.